Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Out in the Chicago streets, let me welcome lawyer extraordinaire, host of Suit Up, the one and only Xavier, Xavier Pope. Welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Hey, Karen. Hi. Hey, Xavier. How are you? I'm pretty good. I just came from hot yoga because I had to get my mind right after hearing the foolishness in this uh, Senate uh, confirmation hearings of Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson. I just had to get my mind right. This is out of control right now. So so I want to I wanna put the call out, 866-801-8255. Yesterday was triggering, and I don't know if you're, you know, if you feel this way, but to get to a place, you've been through law school, you've been navigating these corporate spaces. For many of us, and I've been in maybe too many rooms to, to say, with people who didn't have my credentials, didn't have my talent, didn't have my, you know, my genesis, whatever, but I'm, 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 I'm their subordinate, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or they're over me and they have the uh, mitigated, the, the audacity to kind of like, and this is what I felt. There's a woman, Marsha Blackburn, who has a, a degree in home economics. So shout out to everybody that has a degree in home economics. God bless you. I ain't mad at you for getting a degree in home economics, but please know that you are not on the level of Katanji Brown Jackson to even utter critical race theory. And you don't, you do not have the abilities that this woman has. And it's like outside of maybe Cory Booker and maybe two others who's a Rhodes scholar, by the way. And I'm not putting a lot of, you know, but I'm saying you had to do something academically to get a law degree as you have. She, she went to Harvard twice, you know, got a law degree has been judge and has been lawyered in different areas. Like y'all asking dumb questions to this woman who's an intellectual giant. And I feel like many of us have been in a room with people, low level, mediocre people who somehow have a position over you, the audacity to question you. Talk about that, Xavier. Well, well, Karen, it's not about what Katanji Brown, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson's qualifications are. Let's make that clear. It's not about what my qualifications would be uh, as uh, I have an economics degree, I have a finance degree, I have a law degree from Rutgers Law. Uh, it, it isn't about whatever qualified Black person's uh, position is. Come on now, we, we know that we have to work twice as hard to get where we are, just to even be allowed in the room. So it's not about whether we belong, it's about whether they want us to belong. So let's make that abundantly clear. They, they don't want us to be there. <laughs> they don't want us to be there regardless of what our qualifications might be. And they feel as if this country should have never afforded us the opportunity to be able to get the qualifications for the job in the first place, just, as, just like the, let's stick to the founder's constitution that has been referred to um, by Republican GOP Senate, well, that means that you want Katanji Brown Jackson to be three fifths a person as opposed to one ninth of the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Come on, come on. His name is Xavier Pope. Uh, he has a broadcast called Suit Up, and you can follow him at Xavier, E X A V I E R Pope, like Olivia. Uh, <laughs> uh, I also, you know, so I'm going to put the number out. If anybody's felt this way, and I think you're spot on. Also, love how you're handling people. So there was a person 
on Twitter. Uh, Xavier's fun to follow on Twitter, who basically uh, said something to the effect, oh, because I tweeted something, and then they said, well, what about all of the racists that, uh, you know, said, asked Clarence Thomas stupid questions? What about all of those racist liberals that, you know, and you you handled this in a way that it it uh, gave me shivers because I was like, that's how that's done. And he was like, oh, it's so nice that you are a surfer. So tell us more about you. I mean, you like completely ignored the ignorance because I was going to go all in on his ignorant ass, you know, and go back and forth. You're like, so tell us, dude. So you seem to be living your best life. You don't have time for this. And it went back and forth. And he was like, yeah, I even make surfboards for people like, you know, and he posted a picture of Tiger Woods and all. And you're like, wow, what a great life you're living. I'm jealous. And I said, Xavier Pope, man, you are a ninja. That's that yoga training. You did that yogi <laughs> Jedi mind trick. And I was like, that's how you handle ignorant gaslighting trolls. Talk about that. Is this something you've acquired? And when did you find that magic? Uh, just like Katanji Brown Jackson has, has found that magic as she has been in her confirmation hearings, uh, and keeping her composure and listening to the question that's being asked. And instead of being sucked into uh, the ignorance that have been asked of her, really focus on what is it, why is this person even giving this response in the first place? Why are they asking, why are, why are they asking this person, her, this question in the first place? Unpacking that and then seeing their humanity and recognizing that they see a group of people and they don't see the individual humanity that each black person possesses. And once they see you, you recognize their humanity, then, then the, the light is placed on them. You have to make your choice. Do you want to see right in the open that you are a fool? Or do you want to be able to recognize that this person sees you and you can see them in return? Now, obviously that won't work with every single person, but I do my best to see the humanity and then see why are they coming at me? Why are they undressing and unpacking something that I'm saying with and responding with just flat out ignorance and just stripping their guard down? And that's how you flip that over because guess what? I'm a smart Negro, uppity Negro, like they like to call me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're not uppity. You're just a person that is that has a brain that functions. It's not crusted over. You know, I struggle with that, Xavier, because do well, I got things to do. I don't have time to be educating these ignorant ass people. I feel like, you know, and I, that's probably why I'm not sitting in these seats right now. <laughs> I was like, Katanji, I was like, Marsha Blackburn, with your, with your home economics ass degree asking me some questions. That's the way it would have gone. You going to ask me some questions? You home economics degree having trick? You going to, you going to, you really asking me about critical race theory with your ignorant ass? Like I probably would, they would have to, I would get, not get confirmed. I already know it. I already know it. I already know it. Yeah, well, Karen, the, the, will you embed critical race theory uh, in the laws of the United States of America? Is a, is a is a dumb question because uh, the study of critical race theory is unpacking uh, the embedded racism in the country uh, since its founding. So that is not something that Katanji Brown Jackson has to lift one finger to do. It's already there, uh, and so um, she obviously can't give a response like that without truly unpacking what that actually means and the time limit that she has before her. But she, but she can leave it to people like myself uh, to, uh, to, to basically tell Marsha Blackburn how foolish she is. And then she had the nerve to, to double down on what she said and treat it like the media 
is trying to silence her. You are, are this is a Senate confirmation hearing on televised. Nobody trying to silence you. You got a position in government. How is what I need to know. All right. Um, highlight for the day, because I brought you on because I refuse. Well, not that I refuse to watch. I was doing tapings all from 10 o'clock on. What what stood out for you today and what what do you predict will happen? Uh, yeah, there are two different standout. Uh, John Cornyn, uh, Republican senator, uh, he basically uh, his 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 try to act like Katanji Brown Jackson didn't know what she was talking about uh, in terms of what the way the legal system is set up and basically talked about judicial activism. And he primarily put his attention on a dissent of John Roberts uh, in an Oberfeld case in terms of same-sex marriage uh, and basically focusing his mind on dissent as opposed to the actual, uh, the the precedent of this court and basically uh, saying that the constitution is between a man and a woman because people that elect members of government say it should be not necessarily constitution kind of drove this off the a cliff that Katanji Brown Jackson refused to follow him in that ridiculous, uh, foolish analysis. And then, um, then there's also Senator Lindsey Graham who wound up walking out in the middle of an exchange between himself and Illinois Senator Dick Durbin, um, but really had some really uh, just coded language in terms of how he uh, brought up his soliloquy about prior uh, Supreme Court justices what happened with Justice Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett and basically muddling the issues and just basically grandstanding and not really focusing attention on what's in front of him, which is questioning the judge about a qualification to become a Supreme Court justice. What what does this say? So uh, we watched Brett Kavanaugh, who was very problematic, came in with some very, you know, he had an accuser similar to Clarence Thomas, with Anita Hill had somebody that took the stand to say this man uh, did some things sexually inappropriate. He was a horrible human being as a young person. We witnessed that he got confirmed. Amy Coney Barrett with her limited um, presiding as a judge experience. She got confirmed. What is going to be the, the, is it do you think is it is it possible for Katanji Katanji Brown Jackson to not be confirmed do you think there's a possibility that she won't be confirmed and if so Xavier what would be the reasoning the reasoning would be the racism in the United States of America and the Republican Party and any Democrat senators like someone like a a senator uh, Joe Manchin are finding a reason to brush back against progress of African Americans in in the country and feeling like that's politically expedient for them. Um, it says a um, terrible thing about a democracy uh, when uh, when the primary focus of a judicial Senate confirmation hearing is focusing on the race and sex of the candidate that's up for nomination um, just because she was nominated for a, by a Democratic president who basically is seen as an N-word lover um, because he was a former vice president under the first black president and now has a female black president and now is nominated nominated the first female black uh, Supreme Court justice. And that's what the attention is as opposed to who's best to do the job. And so that is what you would see in, in the political expediency that the right feels. But that being said, the majority of the American public does support her nomination. 
Mm. As you're saying that, I'm like, we have come through uh, slavery, Reconstruction, Jim Crow, civil rights to get to go not all the way back, but to get to a point where people no longer are hiding their hoods and they don't care if you call them racist. They don't care if they are racist. They are not at all concerned about what it looks like. And I was like, how do we get here? So it's just, it's all right that you know that if you don't vote for her and then Lindsey Graham yesterday talking about, well, just because we don't support it doesn't make us racist, but there's no other reason because the woman is wild, wildly qualified. Yeah, Karen, she is widely, she's, she's, she's definitely is, is qualified for the position. Um, but we have, we, what we didn't have uh, in terms of what was, what consisted as social capital, which, which social media now is influencing politics and also the capitalist society that uh, basically undergirds a lot of our political discourse this day is that people can get attention, can make money, can get prestige and power just by you by the force of media and social media, which we didn't have as tools before, which punished people from the limited positions they had in society at some juncture between civil rights era to, I would roughly say, around the beginning of the 2000s. Now, that's changed significantly. Well, now there are platforms that are willing to handsomely reward people who go out and say racist, say racist things and do racist things. And so because now there is an incentive to being a racist, now we have a country in a, a political sphere that is happy to be racist and now pulling off their hoods and showing their true colors. 866-801-8255. We're going to talk more about this. Uh, I'm, I, I can't let you go without talking sports because that's the other, uh, that's your other uh, powerhouses, things that you know, um, we're talking with Xavier Pope. He's also uh, a legal and cultural contributor to ESPN Las Vegas. Did we lose him, Smith? Did we lose him? Because I can't see him. All right, there he is. Okay. Um, do you think LeBron and the Lakers, who won last night, are going to make it to the playoffs? That's a tough one because the, the the Lakers have had an up and down season, uh, and they've had a many different lineups. They've had Anthony Davis hurt. They've had LeBron James, um, who had a who's had a great season. Now he's second on all time points scored list, uh, and they have the new playing game that was uh, instituted last season. That the Lakers were, they were in the playing tournament. And they actually wound up losing to the Golden State Warriors, and they weren't able to 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 make it there. So uh, LeBron James has to pull out some greatness in him. Uh, Russell Westbrook has to shoot better, shooting uh, a little bit over forty three percent from the field this season. Um, they have to get some super superhuman um, performances by those guys if they're going to make it in the playing tournament. But they're going to wind up going up against, uh, say, a Phoenix Suns team. Um, that's one of the best teams in the NBA. So even if they make the playoffs, it looks like a short exit for them. And that's def definitely something that they don't want in Lakerland. Uh, and so it doesn't matter if they make it. They're not going to get very far. They're not a championship contender. All right. I'm, I'm going to uh, disagree with you. If they make it, they're going far. Because LeBron didn't have that many more opportunities to to get to catch Michael Jordan, and I think this would be uh, um, uh, he he is a force of nature that we haven't seen in our lifetime. And I said it with my full chest. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll have opportunity to see who's right. Now, have you have you done your March Madness bracket? Did you did you participate? I didn't. I haven't participated in March Madness bracketing since 2005. I just like to watch the games okay. and do that. You know, I, 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 
Um, so I wasn't disappointed about who won and who lost. Okay, you're um, not except invested. For Rutgers, yeah. nah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm invested in terms of like enjoying the games and what happens. I went to Rutgers Law. Rutgers got bounced in the first four. I wasn't happy about that. But other than that, I like enjoying the games. There's been some really great games, like the game uh, on Sunday between uh, Arizona and TCU was an incredible game. Um, one of the, the dark of the tournament was in that game. Uh, and so, so there have been some really great games. It's one of the most exciting tournaments we've seen in recent history with, with so many games going into overtime and some of the upsets. We have a St. Peter's team I'm from New Jersey right up the road from Wapata Law School, who right now is in the Sweet 16. Juwan Howard bringing that team, the Michigan team has 11 seed, getting them into the Sweet 16 as well. So uh, this is this was a, 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 a season of much parity in college football, college uh, basketball. And we really don't know who is the, the front runner to, to, to wind up hoisting the, the championship trophy at the I'm loving St. Peter's uh, primarily because of the coach as well, Shaheen Holloway, who, uh, you know, I followed. He was a Seton Hall, you know, I'm a Jersey person. And so Jersey City being in it, St. Peter's is great. But also I think Shaheen is tapped to go coach Seton Hall. That happened before they even went on this journey. He was going to be leaving. And this is a team that's been together for all four years because unlike some of these other teams, uh, kids are not necessarily aspiring or or have the aspiration or have the ability to go to the next level, to the NBA. So they've stayed together all four years. Do not count them out to make it even further than you think. I wouldn't even put them in the Cinderella category. I think there's a lot more there there. And that coach, Shaheen Holloway, is – Un- unsung I think there's uh and I'm, I'm seeing so many black coaches something that you know was once very very you know one here or there John Thompson was a big deal and now we got Kevin y'all know that Kevin uh was what's his name Kevin Samuel Samson Samson uh who got mm-hmm. who got topless and shook his shook his money maker he's black uh and there's a whole lot of black coaches that are in uh, with Juwan Howard and others and Shaheen Holloway. And I'm really, that, that says something. That says that there's a changing tide. There's a changing tide in the NCAAs. I just, I feel it. Give us the ball, we're going to put it through the hoop. And that's Come the same on. thing for Katanji Brown-Jackson. I mean, we, we take advantage of opportunities that are granted for us because we're grateful and we're thankful and we know what it takes and that we work hard to get there. That's why we belong. And that's what we do. That's our culture. That's black people. That's black excellence. Look, 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 Chicago just came out. You heard it, right? Because he he just cold switched on us in real time. Uh, Xavier Pope is here. Uh, last last to next to last question. This is my penultimate penultimate question to you. Uh, Brittany Griner is in Russia. There was a story out today that she could be sent to a labor camp. She's expected to go to trial May 30th. So she's in jail until then and is looking at 10 to 15 years. But it, it seems as if she could, could be sent to a labor camp. I don't know. I'm, I'm in horror because there's nobody who could get her out. Um, there's no amount of public pressure. There's no hashtag. There's no shaming Putin and Russia. There's nothing that could be done by the WNBA. There's nothing that could be done by anyone I feel. And so it feels very hopeless as I'm watching this woman's career and life be in jeopardy. Uh, and, and all of the people like she shouldn't have had the drugs over there. Da, 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 da. Stop, stop. We're talking about a human life. Um, that got swept up in some BS, and whether it was her own doing or not, I, I think that's irrelevant at this point. What are your thoughts on this, Xavier? See, the same politics that wanted to support Jovac, uh, uh, Djokovic, uh, 
disobeying mask mandates over in Australia and that he was you know, put into, uh, not necessarily locked up, he was in detention uh, with, over there and, and wanting to free him. They are completely silent on what happened with an, uh, an American citizen, a black woman, black queer woman, Brittany Griner over in Russia. We have heard a peep from them um, because she's uh, because who she is. And I think that's is roundly disgusting. But the issue is we pulled um, embassy out of Moscow to have less personnel there. Uh, and also in terms of what it presents in the uh, diplomatically wise, when we have a distrained uh, relationships with Russia being pulled out of most favored nation status in terms of trade. And so her being potentially a political pawn and what the United States can do in terms of being quiet and letting that system play out is a challenging one. Now, we really don't know what's actually happening over there. We have Russian state media that's telling us what's happened based on Russian state court. And we don't know how those raw laws are even being applied and whether there's truly due process process that's being paid. And so there's so many multiple layers of what's happening and we're in the dark about it but we still need to keep our voices raised to bring attention and awareness to this sister that's over there uh, that is facing a lot of trouble over there. Xavier Pope, EX, Xavier, EX, Xavier. Um, you, you, let, you know, a few times you've been on the show and you've talked about your experience um, being, being raised in a foster home and coming through that to become this person that you are today. And I think about Katanji uh, Brown Jackson, who, uh, did not have the the trials and tribulations that Xavier Pope had uh, to climb through. Pretty a little bit, almost a little privileged, you know, almost a little, little, you know, a little bit privileged. And and I feel like there's also sort of a rift. There's a class rift in 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 our culture and our community around her being married to a white man and all, you know. So there's like you know, you know, you've heard it, you've heard it. Um, but I want you to bring your experience to to the table, and as you are watching this thing play out, what does it mean to you with your background and all that you've endured and come through and overcome to be who you are? Well, I mean, it's regardless of whether you came from a privileged background or one that was in a foster care like myself, only eighty five percent of the legal profession, eighty five percent rather, is white. Only five percent of the legal profession is black. And only 2% of the legal profession, uh, there are black women. So uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, regardless of how she came up, still face um, really challenging eyes to be where she is right now, sitting there to become history because even our best sometimes is not good enough. Um, in terms of where I sit, um, I get the, the proud joy of being able to witness someone in the legal profession uh, make it and come to a seat uh, and be able to influence society. And the reason why I went to law school is because I had a negative you know, situation that happened with me in terms of being driving while black. And so I went to law school out of spite. Um, and so, so I could make a difference in society and be able to elevate my platform and make a difference in society. And so I feel like I'm doing that. I'm very happy and proud to be that. And that's why I sit here before you and uh, cream rises to the top. And, and it's, I'm talking about black cream and that's how we doing it. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, taking a little time out from your hot yoga and you're, you're detoxing from the, the corporate uh, media uh, and the mess that's on Twitter to, to spend some time with us. And you know you have an open seat here, and I want you all to follow him at Xavier Pope, E-X-A-V-I-E-R Pope, and listen and watch him on Suit Up News and on ESPN Las Vegas. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for having me. Much love. Yeah.
Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.